Hey, John, you been hunting? Yes, sir. Hey, Stefan, you been surfing? Yeah, papa. Hey, Mark, you been fishing? You know it. Come on. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Wild Bend. Today we are switching it up and we're going to do a little Q&A to get to know one of our members here. Um, we're going to start off with John Still. Que pasa, amigo? I've been wanting to, we're going to do a little interview section with you and been wanting to do this for a while. I think it's going to be interesting. I think Stefan is pretty pumped, right? A little yeah. Q&A on the ones and twos. We're going to get in the mix and, and get kind of deep in the encyclopedia of uh, John Still. Yeah, so 1994, May 11th. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> I'm getting paid a lot of money. That I was kidding. <laughs> well, she said she was at her friend's house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cut, cut, start over. <laughs> okay, no, but like people don't know, like, so you're a big surfer, but you're also a surf photographer and uh, do hunting and all this other stuff. And uh, what got you into photography? Like, what was the catalyst or whatever it was like one day you're like damn this is what i like to do uh you know it all kind of started when uh you know as an artist i wanted to be an artist the whole time i was growing up like oh man and then i was going to school at del mar and then i looked over at this person next to me and i'm like i'm not a good artist i've got to find myself a way to make a career right and um but at that time, I'd been traveling to Mexico. We'd been hanging out in Latikla with everybody. And and uh, and then I started dating this one girl, and her dad was a photographer, uh, Janine. And she's not around anymore, unfortunately. But um, so she started – she had a camera all the time. And uh, her dad was a photographer down in Laredo, and he ran his own newspaper. And it was oh, a political wow. mag political newspaper so imagine that underground yeah, yeah. Full, dude. oh really yeah man, that's was, super cool it was savagery and i just thought that was the sickest shit and i was like wow man this dude's doing what he wants telling the truth like however you know he sees yeah. fit and uh and then taking the photos and stuff like that so i really you know i, I thought that was bitching but what what is happening is you know I was sketching when i go surfing these waves and stuff and then I didn't want to bring all my colors, you know, You're right. like, oh, that's so much stuff to bring. And then, but you kind of forgot what the Bulgavilia was or something yeah. of that nature. And like you said, I wasn't that good of an artist at that time. You know, as an artist, you, you teach yourself, you know, right, like, right. It's, it's, it's gotta be a progression or something. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> like, you know, some people are just naturally gifted. Yeah. They beautiful. see the patterns. It's an algorithm. Your brain usually works on an algorithm and anything that you do. And then mm -hmm. you just register things. It's, that's kind of how surfing is. You see pattern shape change. Yeah. Right. So yeah, like, that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, like I said, some people are, love numbers some people love colors i'm the color dude and uh and so then i realized like and waves move really fast so you know to draw it's hard these, to capture that yeah, yeah i couldn't yeah. really do it and so then my my girlfriend at the time she had her camera all the time and so i i just played around i shot a couple photos and it was pumping surf you know at the time and stuff like that and i was kind of really interested in it to begin with but uh, and then I I got back home. I was like, oh, I could take a photo of this place and then come home and paint it, 
you know? Which is way easier. Yeah, way easier than carrying all those colors and palettes and these oils. and You're comfortable. Sure, you're sure. not getting sand blown at the yeah. beat, dude. And you, to you're not trying it. to knock it out in an hour when you're like, shit, right. we're traveling. Yeah, exactly. And so it just kind of started clicking like that. And then I, I liked some photos and I was like, shit. And then... um so that I kind of pursued that at Del Mar, you know, and my teacher, Ann Flowers, who's not with me anymore. I'm like, Jesus, everybody just stay away for a while. <laughs> but no, she was a great girl, a great woman, a great teacher. She allowed me to, you know, she saw something there, which is cool. I think teachers are awesome that way. And thanks for trusting in me. And she'd let me print whatever I wanted, you know. I'd print this punk rock stuff and just get nuts and do art, you know. And so it really started to kind of click that way. And then I was hanging out with Brad Steff all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Brad Steff. <laughs> I don't know who that Man. is. Yeah. He has got the artist eye. So he's, you know, he's pretty much like, uh, you know, that Black Sabbath song, The Wizard? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty he's much Gandalf it. in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Long, like, super hair. white hair. Yeah, it's he's, he's mystical. Yeah, he's knows. He's an amazing he's, human being. Yeah, it's from the 60s and yeah. shit, man. He knows what's going on. He's tuned in. He, they right? have an amazing spread there on the island, and it has art. When you walk in the house, there's art everywhere mm-hmm. the colors, the music, the whole motif. It's, it's, it's yeah, yeah he's a good influence. Was, a From wonderful Brazil. painter. Yeah. Uh, and his daughter, you know, uh, Lauren, she's a great painter as well. And Micah has art in him. Oh, you know, yeah. The whole family so, does. So it was just really, we always hung out and, you know, he turned me on to a lot of cool things. And so we got to hang out a bunch. And uh, and then he was like, hey, man, uh, I just remember this conversation, dude. It's cool. And, That's crazy. Uh, and he's like, hey, man, uh, I lived in Santa Barbara for a while and uh, my roommate, went to this place called Brooks Institute and it's a film class school and uh he's doing really well for himself now and like we just had the best of times and because I didn't know like there's a film school to begin with I was like whatever what am I <laughs> yeah you're from Corpus yeah. you're not gonna know yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. you don't know it you're just yeah. like oh it's here it blah, blah. in the 80s and shit you know or like late early 90s no right? internet yeah no internet like you know how are you gonna make a living as an artist you know that's it's yeah, exactly. Stuff to do, you know, and stuff to even figure out how to begin. Better trip pipe. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that was an oil boom up, back like then. Yeah. Oil field. You're yeah. going to be a doctor, lawyer, plumber, electrician, and that that was, dude, uh, or work uh, in the refinery. What I else? I wanted to be do, a guide, dude? and my parents were like, you're not going to be a guide. You're <laughs> like, you're going to get burned out. You're in the weather all the time. And I'm like, no. I mean, that's what me and my best friend Chad were doing. Like, man, let's be gods, then. And then, <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, you know, and parents, you know, I would have been happy being a guide, too. But uh, so Brad was like, hey, man, this film school, and this guy's doing really good. Why don't you look it up? So I looked it up, and I was like, shit. That sounds like a good idea. And then by that time, I was really fired up. And I was like... You could bond your artistry with the photos. That. And you were next to Good Surf, an iconic surf break, what what we call Rincon. Shit, breakwater. With with pro surfers everywhere, opportunity to shoot really good classic surf shots. Mm -hmm. Tom Curran even. Shit, the man lives there. Come on, let's hear about it. Hell yeah. And so... uh, and he told me about the breakwater. Like, dude, there's this wave there. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. when he goes mental, it's mental. It breaks into like this deep of water, just mm-hmm. grinds, right? And uh, and so, anyways, I looked into it and I went out there, and uh, I got a job being a nanny, 
for this kid, like, because I went to, like, the city college there, dude. Oh, Manny. He uh, said Manny. He didn't mean to say nanny. Yeah, Manny. Nanny. Yeah. You, you're a nanny. You said nanny. I said nanny, but Manny didn't come around until, like, later, like, 10 later. years later. So, like, is Manny, like, like the tramp stamp? Like, 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 it's like a fat dude. You're like, no, it's a dad bod. Dad bod, dude. Dad, so that's what a Manny is, right? Yeah, well, you're a dude. You're not a chick. So. <laughs> no, but it's actually a pretty lucrative business. Yeah, I had to... Oh, no, dude, I'm not bagging on that. No, no, it's all good. Uh, it's yeah. all good. It's giving you shit because you said nanny. Well, I, I was like, dude, we got to... Let me kill like 30 seconds making fun of you. Yeah. Brought to you by Wild Den. <laughs> so, now that we're gender... Whatever. Now you guys got this like days. So, anywho, I got this job because, you know, I went to the school and I'm like, hey, man, you open this book and they have all these jobs for students, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, shit, there we go. And there I was like, interesting. Yeah, right? let's just get a goddamn job. I moved to California. This place ain't cheap. And so I can surf? So, uh, yeah. And by that time, I wanted to be a surf photographer. I was like, okay, we're going to film school to do this and, and have the credit because I wasn't disciplined very well, you know? So I needed a school to be like, yeah, do this, do that. And, uh, but you didn't, so you didn't know you, that's what you wanted to do until college. Like, yeah, you, like yeah. all through high school, all that, that wasn't even oh, like yeah. a bit, that was uh, like not even in your realm of something nah. you could do for a living. But I, I went to Del Mar and just took art classes going, what the shit am I doing with my You went life? to Ray also, right? Well, I went to all four schools. Oh, but did you take any art or any, any <laughs> film or any of that stuff? I went to school? ALC too. Yeah, I went to <laughs> Incarnate Word. I went to Ray. I went to Carol and I went to King. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's one a year. Oh, wow. So during your tour of the high school, <laughs> yeah. not, did you take any film or photography? Yeah, anything? all art classes. Like, so yeah. I, That's the one he place. You do from the get-go. Yeah. And I think when you get to that part of California, just the first day that you get there in the morning, the sun comes up. And you actually feel like you're in a film or, or yeah. a photo. Yeah. It's so photogenic. It's photogenic to go around your friend's house where the spigot is. I mean, it's just yeah. absolutely gorgeous in that zone. And it's cooler. Yeah. yeah. So you were People super are motivated. happy. They're fired up. Oh, yeah. And I, said, and, and I was a sponsored surfer. I, was, I had talent when I was a kid here. And so my buddy, who we're still best friends right now, started sending me going off board bags, leashes, stuff like that. Uh, so the, uh, these boxes start showing up at my house, and my mom's like, "Where are you getting this free shit from?" In yeah. high school, yeah, uh, right at the end of high school, cool. into yeah, college, yeah. and and she's like, "Why are these people sending you all this free shit?" And I'm like, "Mom, I'm really good at surfing, dude." Like, she's like, "It's surfing, though." Yeah, but it, this was like unheard of for yeah. here, especially out of California, like sponsorship, and uh, and so then, like you said, my buddy who I'm still good friends with. He's like, if you're ever in San Clemente, dude, you got a place to stay and this and that. So I fucking went straight to his door. I'm like, hi, good to meet you. What's up, I'm John. I'm here. <laughs> He's, He's ready. He's ready to go. Yeah. The guy's like, wait, who the I fuck mean, are you again? Yeah, like, the dude totally. said I could sleep on your couch. You time. told me you, I could sleep on the couch. And oh, He's like, on. shit. Oh, he's like, oh, shit. I didn't yeah. know you'd take me up on it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the best. I had leashes. I had board bags. And so he's like, you know what? And he gave me everybody's phone number, dude. He gave me Barney's number. He gave me Rufo's number, dude. All the boys in Santa Cruz. And that's when Santa Cruz was on fire, dude. It was so Collins, yeah. yeah. It was so punk rock, punk rock. And those dudes were getting nuts. And, dude, they it was would, all aerial. And yeah, they would fuck you guys. up yeah. if you were, like, 
fucking around. Those dudes sat up to the bluff and would throw beer bottles and like, you're not surfing here today. And I'm like, I fucking want that in my life. It's like, <laughs> like man, did you see that battery come flying off the cliff? Shit, it's like, shit, it's dude, kind of that's crazy. your battery, bro. It's right around the corner from Pleasure Point, which is a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful break. And and when you get around that corner right there, there's a lot of aggressive breaks. A lot of some of the greatest guys in the air game. Oh, like yeah. you said, Barney. And then the biggest wave Barney. chargers. Right. I mean, that was the crazy oh, thing. They yeah. got everything. Natural bridges. Yeah, they got back in the day. That's like Steamers. going to the, the spring te- Texas skate park of your skater. You got ledges. You got curves. You got mavericks. You know? Whatever like you want. Full pipes. You Whatever you want. So yeah. everybody just That's got That's an eerie there. spot, too, by the way. That's crazy. So, yeah, it's mavericks mysterious. Day. Too. When you yeah. walk in there, the there's signs. Boys. It's like... <laughs> It's ugh, it's, it's heavy, heavy, dude. There's heavy sharks. And, you can feel it. But I literally would call up Barney and be like, I'm on the team, dude. Rich said to call you. <laughs> I can come surf. <laughs> I'm allowed to. I yeah, it. totally, dude. I got the pass, motherfucker. Look, like, it's yeah. right here. I, I put was on my so fired up. I was that grom, dude. Just yeah. like, oh, man. I just And my none of my friends wanted to go up there and surf. They're like, fuck, dude. That's kind of gnarly. I'm like, bro, you seen those waves? Like, It blew me away. So I just wanted to be all in that shit. Well, let's backtrack it a minute, yeah. too. Okay, so we talked about your photography deal, and I'm not trying to steal your question yeah. here, Stefan, but what was your first camera? Like you said, your girl... So oh, that yeah. this is a weird, interesting story. How you came in from your girl... <laughs> <laughs> you came into the sport, like, because your girlfriend is big in photography, and I've been a photographer. You carry a camera around everywhere mm-hmm. you go. Like, just been weird about it. Like, you just never know what you'll see. Yeah. So what was your first camera, like... What was the deal for you? It's awesome. Thanks. And uh, these are great memories, you know, and this is how it happened. And and I still have it. And I I have a lot of shit. Yeah, I still have a lot of film. I want to shoot through it just to finish my book, you know. Yeah. Um, And it's the one my dad had. And so I had to ask him, like, hey, man, like this is when back in the day where your parents bought a good camera. Yeah. And that was it. You're no. not allowed to touch it. Oh, no. It, it's in the gun cabinet. Yeah. It's, and oh, it was yeah. like sacred. It came out. Everybody stopped. Yeah, dude. TV turned you better off. smile. Y'all come here. I'm going to put it on self timer. Smell like oil. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't smell like in oil. the film. They kept the film in like the fridge and the oh, freezer, yeah. dude. Oh, dude. Totally. dude. I the love old, it. Yeah. No, good. you cannot oh. mess with that film. And then, like you said, you got the, the film booths, the Fox oh, film yeah. booths. Oh, you, yeah. You used to drop them off there by the palace. And, uh, <laughs> Dude, another another place. Q and A. Oh, mom, I'm not looking. Like <laughs> Best buffet in town. Shit is so uh. good. <laughs> so, and then, like I said, my dad reluctant. Well, he didn't reluctantly, <laughs> but he gave it up to me. He's like, "You can borrow it." Yeah, and I just took the ball and ran. You know, and uh, it's a bitching little Olympus. You know, and it's it's. Do you have O M one? The O M one. Yeah, it's like That's my first camera, yeah. dude. Oh, it's shit. cool. That's the best camera. It's awesome. It's tank proof, dude. Yeah. That's the beauty. Like I still the, have my first. All those Bolexes, all that shit we used to shoot film with. Like that stuff was made for the war and be able to change your shit out real quick. You know, get thumped all day long and then mm-hmm. keep on ticking, dude. It was really. See, and it, it, it's you know nowadays it's just unfathomable to think about how much money goes into the Red Dragon and the Reds mm-hmm. and the blah, blah, blah. Just so you can see the water droplets yeah, yeah. at a slower speed. All right, whatever. And that's too big for me. Yeah, that's but what, what like. you're talking about is something that's super, super special. You actually had to have the talent, the eye, and the poison, but mm. it, it wasn't all doing it for you. It wasn't like... No, there's no manual setting on that No, one. you had uh-huh. to actually learn the art like an archer, would yeah. you say. 
Sure. And, and, and so, or a sharpshooter even. Because yeah, your or you had the eye. your speed, right. you know? exactly. your everything. Yeah, you had to figure out your exposures. Yeah, you exposures, know? Like, your everything. That now it's turnkey though. Case in point, perfect example. My old man just got a brand new iPhone. He's like, he's <coughs> the next morning because he studies everything. He goes, you know, I can put this side light on you. I can put this back light on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, that's how crazy it is nowadays. Like, yeah. that's it. you don't have to know anything about photography. You just the camera settings will do it for you on, on just your phone. Like that's insane, it's insane. Yeah. dude. It's all turnkey. Like, yeah, but still having the artistic eye, and and you know, obviously, we were discussing the California experience and. You know, it's kind of gone into, you know, really thinking about how is it that you really gravitate towards this camera that you got from your dad and you finally just said, okay, this is it. I'm going to go to all these different places, Jamaica, Hawaii, Tahiti, Tahiti, Indo. Yeah, you're just like, what, like, at what point, and did you carry that camera with you? Yeah. Every so, time? so you started off at Brooks with black and white because you're doing, that's what Brooks wanted to do is teach sure. you from the beginning till the end, <clears throat> and, excuse me, and then history in between. That was the beauty of it. And, uh, you know, dodging and burning. So you were creating these pieces of artwork, which Correct. is, is yeah. why you paid so much for a print, you know? And uh, like I said, you can still do that with digital, but it was just more hands-on. You were dealing with chemicals. and. Did you, you develop your own film? Oh, yeah. You had to do everything, dude. Like, That's so odd. Awesome. I wish shoot- I knew how to do That's like one of the things I regret in life is not knowing how to develop film. Yeah. Oh, we had to learn everything. Four by five, two and a quarter, 35 millimeter. Like, That's you, so You awesome. could go you off know? to color if you wanted to do color. <laughs> But I didn't want Black to do that. But you can so shoot with 4K, 60 frames per second, whatever. Yeah. But what he's doing, and, and you agree with this, this artistry of developing this, still to this day, framed on your wall, looks better than any digital oh, picture. Yeah. Because you have to show it digitally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so when you could pull it out in an actual glossy film picture... Mm-hmm. That was that was true art. That yeah. that was actually no. that was the whole yeah. And you're not you're, looking at it either. Like on a phone, you see like twenty. You could take a photo and it, take like twenty photos really quickly sure. on it. Well, on the old film, twenty four shots was your mat. Like tw- yeah. I think when it came to like thirty two or thirty six shots, it was like insane. But at the time when I was a kid, twenty four was yeah. yeah, man. That's all you had. You had twenty four yeah. shots. And you had no clue what it looked like for two weeks. Yeah. And you're just be like sitting there waiting and you get your photos and they're all blurred out to shit. And you're like, yeah. dude, I was in the wrong exposure. And you learn it was an expensive learning lesson versus now. You're just oh, like, click, click, two, click. Super. And like you said, every time, especially when at Surfer magazine, when they're paying for your shit. Yeah. For your film. And like you knew in your head that you did what you you were supposed to do with your exposures. But boy, there's that minute if somebody else, what was happening is we were in the field and you just send your film in and be like, hey man. Uh, just see if there's anything good in there for me and they save it for you if you're out on a trip and uh, and so you had editors looking at your shit other people you know interns editing your stuff and and so you didn't want people to see like shitty work you know you didn't want to be like oh he's John's not that good he only gets one shot out of every role role, you know you kind of wanted a little bit more but one of my mentors told me he's like you get your one shot that's all that matters I said yeah that makes sense but you're trying to bump your ratio up, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, 
Yeah, because I could have money in your pocket. Sure. I mean, every roll of film and getting it developed totally. back in the day was a pain. And that's why, you know, what I was going to lead into, not to interrupt, but I don't post a lot of my amazing shots on my Instagram. I feel it's disrespectful to look at a beautiful piece of artwork at a two and a half inch by two and a half I inch. I agree with that. I'm 100%. like, no way. I worked way too hard for you to be like, oh, cool. Next. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, and and with you saying that, uh, I'm gonna throw a photographer that comes to mind, Todd Glasser. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Todd Glasser in 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 contrast to what we're talking about as far as artistry? Todd's a Billy badass. I work a lot with Todd. I was a photo editor for Surfshot Magazine in San Diego for a couple years, and uh, Todd was doing really good and coming up and like he's uh you know he's epic at what he does. He's a badass swimmer. Um, surf photographer. Yeah, surf photographer. Okay, no, I'm yeah, I'm totally. Making sure. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he's he's done amazing campaigns with big companies, and you know, he's like Machado's right hand man all the time, and he shoots with Slater all the time. Like, no, he's you know, there's people who are just Billy Bass, and uh, he ain't afraid to swim. The thing is, is most of the, some of the, no, I wouldn't say most, but a lot of the photographers that really escalated through their photography were originally bodyboarders. Yeah, well, because so you're not scared to get in the water. Well, they're using their legs all the time. Yeah. Where surfers are like chicken legs. So you're like, yeah, shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the first time. Yeah, well, He's I, trying to get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit. So, I, yeah, like I said, uh, it took me a while to learn, you know, how to swim and then be like comfortable. And there's days I'm definitely not comfortable when it gets big and you're hairy and you're like, shit. Well, get, then, too, getting timing on the wave. Like, yeah. I dabbled in, like, surf photography as a kid, probably off of you, and, like, trying to get that right spot in the wave. Well, as like, a, where the guys line yeah. up. Means, yeah. As a surfer. That's a trial. Right. And, mm-hmm. and a lot, I see a lot of people do real well in surfing, but there's a special eye that we have, and it's actually seeing a characteristic before it happens. Yeah. And so it's kind of funny. The more characteristics you see before it happens, you, you're counterintuitive in that maneuver that helps you create the speed that you need, mm-hmm. where some people are like, they see it as it comes. So it's like when you see when you think somebody's being real, and you, I think you would agree with this, you think someone's being real aggressive surfing, it's because it's like being in class with 30 people. You see something a little different, and you go, and since they've sat there, like they don't go at that time because yeah. they can't see that characteristic. So you, you, you tend to have that like, mm-hmm. dude, why did you... I saw it. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. I even I waited. Went. No, yeah, no, waited. Saw that. Shit, no, I'm going. Saw that way. <clears throat> saw that problem. Yeah. yeah totally. And so it's funny because people. It, it, that's the thing. And, and the same thing with the photography. I think you develop this crazy, almost see it before it happens type deal. Sure. And so right yeah, as it's happening, sure. you know where to pull the trigger. Yeah. Just like when you're hunting. You know when you're yeah. shooting birds. Yeah. yeah. You're leading the shot. Yeah. It's not it's like shooting at. a deer where you're getting to take a breath, yeah. go through your buck fever, and then pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. It's that placement, <clears> too, though. Like, what you're saying is, like, yeah, when you set up for a hunting position or a fishing position or a wave, you set up for a wave, you're in a spot. You know, you feel that. You know where the wave's coming, or you're like, I think something's coming through here. Well, you can follow yeah. the swing, too. You start to yeah. kind of lie yourself, kind of lead yourself into, like, a little zone. And then once you feel the rhythm of the beat... It's like yeah. salsa. You start sure. dancing with it, right? Yeah, you're moving a groove. Especially, yeah. like I said, when you're on a job, which is what we did. You know, my job was not always to get one shot, one epic shot of the surfer. My job was to tell the story of, like, 
This is the food we ate. This is the wave we surfed. This is the car we rode in. This is it's a story. Yeah, the beers we drank. The whole yeah, thing. the whole the thing. So. You're selling the experience, not selling the. But you know what I mean. You're sure. Selling the experience. No, that was it. Instead of back in the day, where it was like. You see a guy like just on a wave, on a wave, on a wave, on yeah. a wave, and you're like, "Oh man, I wonder where that's at, or what what's the story behind this?" Totally. You which, guys told that, which is funny because you you all you had some time there in Jamaica. Tell us about Jamaica. Shit, I've been to Jamaica what I think ten years now, once a year. Yeah, no shit. I've never been to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> he's in Jamaica. It's like it's insane. Yeah, it's awesome. The Wilmots over there are the first Jamaican surfers. You know, there's a couple of others, but Billy was uh, raised as a surfer there. And uh, and he raised his family right there outside of Kingston on 8 Mile, which is 8 miles yeah, outside of Kingston. Mile, yeah. <laughs> and there's a bitchin' little wave there and an epic v- vibe. And uh, and he's he and his wife, Maggie, Auntie Maggie, they've made this beautiful family that all very talented musicians surfers skateboarders like wow man it's been bitching just to be a part of that and see it happen you know like you know i saw skateboarding evolve evolve like there's full on yeah from the beginning to to my boys right now shaman and iva the smash down it's insane how good they are and they're sponsored by everybody and they they got their first park in jamaica across the street from them now and like they did their first DIY spots. Like, it was insanity, dude. It was so cool. And like I said, they shred. The waves are sick. Did it remind you of a moment in the wild bin that kind of, like, like was kind of equivalent in a way? Like, when you're like, oh, wait a minute, because I'm from around the way. It's kind of like sure. a very, like, country cowboy kind of, you know. It's not like a, a dressed up. No, we're on our way here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or just the whole, the whole like, trying to transfer the experience. Sure, sure. No, it's wild for sure. And uh, especially we're not, you know, Kingston's on the other side, the non-tourist side of Jamaica. And so, uh, you know. There wasn't a lot of white people all the time in that area. And uh, and so, you know, like I said, it's not about race. It was just like, whoa, interesting. And uh, surfing that shit. And, like, it wasn't a destination place for people to go. Sure. You know exactly. what I'm saying? More tourists. But I, I was all about reggae. I, and, like I said, I was a journalist. So I want to know everything about this place. And I love reggae. And so I wanted to learn all about where reggae came from and the people and see Bob's house and, you know, see why this – the Ross came about religion. Yeah. yeah it was awesome and then like i said then they I, the boys were building the, the black pearl in uh, the caribbean and they had stopped off at the wilmots in that area and built a little bitty bowl probably a little bit bigger than the studio no shit yeah and it's bitching and they just had extra concrete and they built it for them and now that bowl's seen everybody come through yeah, and right? smash it down. Oh, it's everyone's so getting a little warmed up for the swell. Yeah, you know, hit a dude, curve, dude, that's my ditch. favorite, bro. I'm telling you, that's, that's why you get go your back. ligament stretch, right? Yeah, go skate. Come I drink up. my red stripe. I surf, and then we're going to listen to some mean reggae all night, man. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> it's so epic. There. Oh, and the jerk chicken, dude. Oh, yeah, oh dude. See, that's I've never been. Dude, I love the food in like all the countries I've been, but like I've never been in Jamaica, and I was like... I wonder what Jamaican, like real Jamaican jerk chicken tastes like. Because, like, Ooh, you man. eat, like, sushi and Japanese food in the States. And I live in Japan, and it's shit here. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, no. it's not shit. It's it's okay. Yeah. Whoa. I'm not calling Shout it. There's some, good, there's some good yeah. rock and roll. <laughs> like, can okay. you imagine how good the Jamaican food oh, it's is in Jamaica? Yeah. It's like yeah. t- 
Thai foods, I'm sure, are okay in no, the States. No, he's right. He's but if so, you live in, sure. Th- you've been in Thailand, like Thai food nah, is. So jerk chicken is. you never yeah. been in Thailand? No, and it goes right through me like a goose. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that to you. I was like, oh, that's a no, big but call. so to go back to that, the jerk chicken is like the taco stands. Yeah. A real authentic totally, taco stand. Totally. So and it's a guy cooking out of a fifty gallon drum yep. sometimes. And every taco stand is different. Yeah, and one of them's all yeah better than the other. So and you're like shit. It don't matter which one you stop at. Yeah, and everybody, you know, that's the thing. Like, no, let's pay this cat today. Let's eat this cat. You know, like. And there's always oh, a shit. jingle yeah. to there. So the the guy's always got a personality. Cause he's like no sitting shit. there. Oh See, yeah, man, it's awesome. I gotta go to Jamaica. Dude, you gotta come. I'm that's going the thing. now. Let's go Are fly fish to Jamaica. Dude. He's yeah. all. What are you doing? Shit, dude. <laughs> well, it's really windy all the time there. <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's really it doesn't good. bother me on flight. Well, the, the, yeah. it, it is a place where you have to know, like you have to like you're you're definitely not an Impala on the yeah. on you know on the planes. Yeah, you have to be a lion. Oh and, yeah, and and so it is definitely an amazing spot, and you. Did, what was the 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 food like beyond just the jerk chicken? Did you try anything? Else? Oh yeah, like conch soup is really good. Conch is so good. Yeah, so oh, you're like man. what? You know their pork oh, is really yeah, good. They do conch. everything. I love conch. Like I got, the, oh dude. <laughs> the best thing is I got pulled over by customs on like, so I figured it out when I start going to Jamaica all the time. I go to Jamaica. And then I show up the first day and I tell my boys, like, hey, man, go tell your auntie and uncle to start making me jerk seasoning. Yeah. Authentic. You know, the authentic shit. To bring back or just... Yeah, dude. Yeah. I fucking fill my bag full of it all the time, yeah. right? It's weed, Yeah, bro. dude. They think that shit's grass, dude. I, they pull me over all the time. I'm like, no, man, this is jerk, jerk seasoning, bro. Like, and they're like, to sell? I'm like, no, this is for me, son. But it'll be in different bags. <laughs> I'm you know? a Tejas, bro. <laughs> I'm distributing dirt. Hey, that's actually a really good idea, though. No, and distribution. And we shoot so many hogs here. I was like, dude, they eat pork like it's going out of style there. Yeah. So they're yeah. they're jerk seasoning on pork, chicken, everything they do. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm bringing. You can it always home. tell where a big European ship landed because there's yeah. always pork. Pig everywhere. Yeah. That's totally. why Hawaii's yeah. that way, yeah. of course. What's even more funny is I wrote down oxtail. Yeah. Randomly, and that's where I first. Jamaicans are known for their oxtails. Oxtail, like real oxtail. Real yeah. oxtail. Like dude. tails yeah. from an ox, you cook and you eat it. Yep. There's very little meat in that. Boy, you're eating the marrow inside the bone. Oh, so it's super healthy. Yeah. Super uh, lickety split. Yeah. And it's it's pretty intense when you try it the first time, but it's delicious. It's like biting the gristle off a yeah. KFC drumstick. Boy, but it's like beaver tail. <laughs> We're going to eat some beaver tail. Yeah, totally, dude. We talked about that shit. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, you know, like you said, they do their thing, and that's their island, and they've got uh, epic food there. These, uh, I forget what they're called, man. Uh but they're like this big around, like a quarter size round, and they're round and green. And you pop them with your teeth, and then you take part of that skin off, and you eat it. It has a seed in the middle, but it has this gum, like, stuff around it. And you kind of throw it in your mouth, and you move it around and cut it up. And it tastes like a goddamn Jolly Rancher, dude. Oh, like a fruit. Some mm-hmm. kind of fruit, yeah, like fruit. star fruit or something mm-hmm. like that. Really? It tastes like a Jolly Rancher, dude. It's from the gods himself. You're like, shit, this is real? Like, It's funny. In your travels, when you're surfing, it always seems that you kind of gravitate towards, like, you know, that moment where you're like, all right, I'm so hungry. Whatever <laughs> yeah. you got. You whatever know, but, whatever but you're you say is good. No, yeah. you're interested. It's just like, you're just, you know what I mean? Like, if you grew up in Texas, we all ate Kansas sardines yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, and what, Vienna sausages yeah. and... 
<laughs> well, you're on a surf trip, though. The well, you're hunting pulled... in the deer stand. Yeah. You crack oh, yeah. You crack with... yeah, yeah. I'll eat ranch-style beans cold all oh, day On a boat, but... like, surf trip, a guy will pull, like, the rice and beans yeah. or the, in the chicken off the carburetor or the yeah, totally. exhaust of the yeah. whatever. And he's like, oh, I've been heating this up yeah. all day while you're surfing off the heat of the exhaust. Yeah, that was another like... one. Yeah, case in point, that was one of my favorite trips in the world. See, at, when I worked for Surfer Magazine, like – I didn't cover contests. I couldn't give a shit about contests. Yeah, fuck contests. Yeah, dude. It was the worst idea. It was the most con- caged surfing I'd ever seen in my life. It's a way to make so, money, though. I mean, that's how they yeah, make it. I get it. I sponsorship get it. dollar garbage. Uh, yeah, correct. They weren't. They were. But we're looking for sponsors. I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so we, just kidding. I'll surf the shit out of contests for you. Surf the shit out of my uh, dick <laughs> But my point being. <laughs> Oh, that was way random. <laughs> <laughs> My point being is I started going around the world because these are spots I wanted to see and research. So we went to to Rome because I wanted to go surf in Rome. Like my buddy called me up. He's a, he's a Roman. And he's like, hey, called Alec. <laughs> and he's like, hey, come check these waves out in Rome. And we were trying to do a story for Surfer's Journal and such. But uh, I saw that in your book. Yeah. And then uh, my point being is uh, – that was our battle cry. Like, hey man, you want another shot of limoncello? <laughs> well, went in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff's really Dude good. Dude, the actually. Romans, and so man, we just—that was one of the one time I was like, spare no expenses. I'm spending all my money. We're gonna eat the finest places. In Rome, dude, yeah, dude. See, that's a place I hate in this world more than anywhere. It was bitching, dude. Them girls are fine as shit. Dude, over went Ro- dude. No, <laughs> Rome, Rome. See, I went to Rome. They didn't want nothing. Roman. Yeah. <laughs> so when I went from Portugal to Rome, the people were so shitty. But I saw. But this is I know that's what we're talking about. www.dot.org. So before this podcast, I did like a little research and I was looking at your book. Okay, your photo book, Roger. And it's really cool because you have a photo of your the Coliseum in the background and all you guys walking by the Coliseum like you're the Beatles or yeah. some kind of cool shit. Yeah. Holding a bunch of shoreboards. And it's yeah. a really interesting photo. And to do that, I mean, like, they had to look at you like, these are fucking Americans all day. No, no. no what's I, the drive through did it. I'm, I'm oh, see, like the that, drive through yeah. yeah, see, yeah. that's like, I love the drive through Well, videos. that was after my trip. Yeah, so. okay. Oh, so really? You yeah. pioneered it. Yeah. Oh, no So we, we did this shot, and uh, it was funny because I kind of had the idea, like, man, let's go and try this shit out, you know? Um, like, the, you know, it's... The city's amazing. Once you get there, once you start touching the walls, it's you're different. like, Jesus, this is old. <laughs> he said like, it, Jesus. <laughs> like, it's so old. You feel the energy. So like did they. Said, like, well, they burnt, yeah, you got to think about it. Like, everything there is stolen from some other culture yeah. or civilization. They stole it through murder. Like, so you could still Peter Square. And, and, was already there. and <laughs> the five bridges going into the Coliseum Island right there were the original goddamn bu- bridges. Like, yeah. You're like, dude, I lived in Southern California at the time, and they couldn't even keep a freeway open for a day. Yep. You know? And the, yeah. here are the same roads that, like, The ingenuity there was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you got to look at, like, the Coliseum, all the, like, at St. Peter's Square at the Vatican, all the brick from the Coliseum during, like, one sure. empire was brought off the Colosseum and put at St. Peter's Square. And they just recycled materials yeah, from all these d- different places. Isn't that it crazy? was crazy. Yeah, it was it mental. Is. Like it, it says, just when you're in Rome, it's mental. When you're looking yeah. at it, when you look like, 
I mean, there's like houses here, and they took those houses down and used that brick to build so from this. Santa Barbara to Rome, yeah. and all this from Texas to Santa Barbara, yeah. Rome, <laughs> on a do some film, yeah, with like, a shoestring budget, dude. Sh- yeah, like you know, I wasn't always getting paid huge bills and shit, but uh, like Free I said, trip, this was what I wanted to do. I wanted to see these places, you know, and uh, and then they bonus they just had waves. Like when we were in Rome, there's this one wave right outside of the city that broke on these old eel farms. They had gone out there on low tide and built eel farms, like these like walls that hold walls eels. that hold for eels. And then you just go out there and get your eels and go eat them and shit. Because they only last like a year. Or something. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, but. so it was crazy. But like I said, just got this crazy hash and. You're sitting on this wall that's thousand year old, you know, and just and we're surfing, you know. You're just like shit, man. This is game on. It was awesome, and and then like I said, my buddy is Roman, so he's like, we're going to this restaurant. This is happening. So and then another day, we went to their buddy's house and had an authentic Roman meal where, like, the girls wouldn't even let me in the kitchen. As a Texan, I was like, oh, I'm bringing the dishes. And like, get out. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. You're supposed to be drinking and smoking cigars. I said, "Shit, I'm just get outside like, with the guys." Yeah, I was like, "Dude, this, I'm from Texas. We're supposed to help out, help whatever." Out the kitchen, yeah, yeah. And like get out of the kitchen. And uh, and then the other time we like ate for four hours. You know, you're just like at this restaurant. Just they have like a shot after every meal to help like digest yeah, stuff yeah. and like. Oh man, like I said, I was spending all my money. I'm like, I can live here, dude. I'm. Can't speak the language for shit. Well, the beauty was is they speak Spanish closer to the English. They didn't want yeah, to talk yeah, English. It's all Latin-based. So yeah, it's all yeah, Latin the lexical based. count is mm-hmm. very similar. Yeah, so at least I knew some Spanish right. when we started getting along. But, man, I don't, them girls are fine, dude. Dang. See, Cap. I went with the girls. So <laughs> I can't say it. Uh, uh, I almost got in a fight. Bringing so like sand to the beach. Are, <laughs> bringing sand to the beach is right. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Well, getting those experiences through all this photography and traveling, it just had to feel like you just became complete as a human in that. And, and how much joy did you get from all that? Like, explain to everyone what that was like yeah i think you hit the nail on the head again i think that's awesome and uh you know that's what you're trying to do and i that's what i believed in and surfer kind of went the other way is like it was all about reading and traveling like you know you're sitting in mexico and you're on your siesta because you can't surf anymore yep. so you have this magazine and wind came up yeah yep. the wind's up and you know it's not going down for another six hours Amalia's not cooking anymore. yeah Amalia doesn't want to <laughs> know what Papa it's, it's one o'clock it's fucking nap time <laughs> and so, yeah and so you had this magazine this Elena was before was the sleeping. internet you know and so yeah. you read about these travels you know and that just always sparked my imagination and uh and I said how cool it was, you know, because I'd been on a couple of trips by that time young to where you found these waves that you thought no one ever fucking surfed. <laughs> Somebody yeah. surfed it. Though. Yeah. Just not that wave. It, not that wave. Yeah. Not that wave because each wave is independent, like free, sure. whatever. But yeah. But even back in the day, like me and my girlfriend Janine, she had this condo her parents did in Vallarta. And so we went out to Punta Mita and there was nothing out there back yeah, then. Yeah, before and, the Four Seasons. Yeah. And yeah. me and her just surf by ourselves. There's no one. There's a jungle there. That yeah, now the breaks was changed. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's totally different. It was very indigenous in that area. Wachol Indians were everywhere. There was a lot of Indians that had inhabited that little part of paradise. Totally. And then people came and developed and were like, hey, we want to buy this. And they just kind of, as they were passing on, 
Well, they were indigenous, so they yeah. just thought, okay, this is better. It was awesome. Yeah. Like, so it sticks out. So 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 people wanted to be in the city. They didn't want to live out at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, it's dude. a very, very grueling walk to get yeah. to El Faro. Yeah, dude, it was crazy, man. Yeah. So that's uh yeah, that was awesome times for sure. I wouldn't, you know. So what I was getting at is yeah, um you would start to get these letters or when I came home and I would see people and you know, you're fired up on you saw my imagery as a kid, you know, I saw growing up, as a kid, which yeah. is awesome to me. And like that means I did my job. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, somebody paid attention, liked what they saw, and then all of a sudden they have, you know, the the verbiage to say, like, hey, that was bitching. I saw that as a kid. And so I would come home, and then I would really get energized from my friends, uh, other people here that were like, shit, you're living the dream, and you're doing this, and I'm fired up to see no, this. Yeah, nobody was doing that here. Yeah. You know, I later learned that Jimmy Medico had done a lot of work for Surfer Magazine but that took a while because when I got to Surfer, uh, people didn't know any of that. There's a gap in ages that had happened by that time. And Sam George was kind of the only one who worked with Jimmy at the time. And so he started, like, he'd drop a little hint. And Brad did, too, one time. Because you're the youngest? Not to interrupt you. Well, I was Texan. Oh, you were Texan. local Cali yeah. boy, yeah. Yeah, and so Jimmy Medico's from Houston, and he shot for Surfer, and no he was shit. in, the, yeah, he was in the heyday of Tommy Curran coming onto power. Yeah, before and happened Kelly, to be there, yeah. perfect place and perfect time, and he has these iconic photos of Tommy, and and actually decades of work in the magazine and with these people. But all of a sudden, he came home to Texas because his dad got sick or something, and disappeared, just disappeared for years, and like. So I was working at Surfer Magazine, and I tried to get these photos back to him. And I, this is when you're trying to email people. I mean, mail people. Yeah, mail. Mail. Yeah. AOL. Not even that. Not, yeah. even, Not even that. <laughs> I was really at I, Surfer when yeah. emails started, dude. You're like, whoa, what is this shit? Yeah, this isn't going to last. Yeah, this is crazy. This is more of a pain in the ass. Get the facts. It was, dude. dude I, I, remember, I remember I remember that day. Scanning was the worst, dude. It, like, it was a crazy <laughs> time at <laughs> Surfer because you were trying to – We'd be talking to New York Times and all this shit about, like, how you're looking at outputs, inputs. Like, everybody's talking as magazines to figure out the commonplace of what was happening and happening so fast. It was a crazy time. And um, so my point being is, uh, you know, and then I really learned about Jimmy, and he inspired my me and my work and what I want to do and, and what I want to do for Texas. Like, hey, man, I always wanted Texas to be, like, legitimized because we were always kind of this bastard stuff. Yeah, we're the third coast yeah, bastard dude, bullshit. Bastard. crazy how people think that. Like, it's people, crazy, like, oh, you have horses? Like, motherfuckers, we have horses. Like, yeah. surf doesn't suck here. We still get great surf. Well, I mean, I don't surf anymore, but, like, we get good surf. It went like this. Hawaii, California who the shit is Florida and who even gives a shit about oh, Texas. Texas in the magazines. That's yeah. how it went. And so I was like, man, my buddy's shred. Like that's what I was doing. Carrying the flag. Like, man, my friend's shred and we've got good waves. And like, and the, we were part, all we wanted to be was part of the tribe, you know? And, uh, so that's, you could surf here. You could surf any, like that's, that was the motto though. Like when I moved to Cali in like the late nineties, like, almost 2000s is like if you can surf corpus or port a or rockport or any of those areas you can surf anywhere yeah. we're used to the washer machine of bullshit yeah. duck dive a thousand times that, yeah i mean i got my ass kicked like it wasn't that big of a deal okay amigo i have a question for you too 
It's like, so you've been all over the world. I looked at your book earlier, and all the like the photos are basically from like 13 continents or countries, something yeah. crazy, like yeah. all over the place. What is the scariest experience <laughs> while filming and surfing all over the world? Like, I've been in a ton of third world countries, seen tons of weird stuff. What's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? Like, maybe not on a surf film trip, like, give me like personal work, whatever. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened? Man, that's pretty. That's pretty broad. There's a lot. Like, there's a lot of crazy. Yeah, there's, yeah. Wow, I, went, I gotta I, hear this too. I yeah, I real close. It's mostly like crazy versus scary. I mean, there's definitely scary times. There's, you know. So, so it's a bus trip. No. Like, <laughs> yeah. like federalities and all. We've all dealt with yeah. that kind of thing. So like, that's not that scary. But like, what's a crazy like? Do you're like sitting there like, oh, this is what I anticipate the trip to be, and then you get there and it's like, what the fuck did I sign up for? Yeah, like why? Like I want to get back on the plane and get out of here, <laughs> yeah. or is it like, oh, I'll go down this rabbit hole? Yeah, you you definitely chase rabbit holes all day long. <laughs> and store my and you got to be a chameleon. That was the beauty. Oh, you of, get to blend in. Uh, yeah, you got to yeah. blend in. I'm carrying thousands and thousands of dollars on my back. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's you always locked it to the toilet in the bathroom, like stuff like that. That's a really damn. I didn't mm-hmm. man toilet in the bathroom. Yeah. That's not. Coming so up. if somebody broke it, then there would be water, and the the, the toilet. hotel attendant would come and check your room. Yeah. You know, if you're out and about. Damn. That's a genius idea. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Locking this up to the toilet. That's what? all I ever do. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been locked to a toilet so many times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, His wife's like, hey, I didn't tell you to speak. <laughs> I was kidding. Y'all know. Yeah. No longer be on this podcast after this. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even come here. Come home. Next to legs. <laughs> <laughs> www.checkmeout.com You know, I think uh, the scariest, you know, is, I don't know, I haven't, I try to always be safe, you know, I think some of the scariest thing is when you get into some big heavy waves that you're like, oh shit, we're out here alone, Uh, or somebody got really, really injured, you know, and, and trying to deal with that situation, or there's a death, you know, that's, you know, not fun at all. Do you have to deal with that on surf trips? Yeah, yeah. But injuries are deaths, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, shit, shit's real, you know. I've had lots of my friends pass away from, you know, especially in Hawaii. Things happen there, and everybody knows, like, why you're there. You know, you're not there because you're, you're afraid of living. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know, everybody knows, you know. And the risk. It, and, you know, chicken skin right now. Anytime, anytime you hear a siren on the North Shore... I myself personally, and I think other people yeah. do, that we all just stop and say a prayer. Uh-huh. Because you know that's at Rocky Point or that's at Sunset Beach or that was at Pipeline or when the helicopters come in, you're like, shit. And so that's uh, – like I said, you're firing off cylinders all day long because you're surrounded by alpha males, alpha females. People are there to do their job. And, yeah. and we're not like normal humans, I don't think. You know, We live in the moment. And you're going after it full bore. You've waited on this day your whole life, especially at like Pipeline and Hawaii and such like that. You've there's guys that that's all they do is eat, breed, and sleep. You know, Pipeline. 
And, uh, and make a career out of it. Career. One shot. One photo. One wave. Yeah, that's we'll, it. Boom. We'll br- make and break you there. K2 Big Wave Challenge. Totally. Knox, dude. Totally. 50K, that 50,000 yeah. bucks for dropping in. Like, that was done. a long time ago. And that was a long like, time shit, ago. Shit, the, the stuff that guys do nowadays. I, I, like I said, I just there's that's times where you just ago. don't feel comfortable about what's happening or what your athletes are doing. You know, like, man. Like they're, you're pushing the limit as a human body, and especially even the technology on the board. Like, damn, the board you drop it on a fucking fifty foot wave on a surfboard, you feel it. It's funny because the networks have to take that into account, Mm -hmm. and they won't want to shoot live footage due to what could happen at the end of it. And they're like, well, we're just not going to film it because it could be horrific. Yeah, I mean, no, it's the real deal, and you know, from yeah. Broken teeth, the broken backs, you know, and everything. everything. Oh, man, you know, unfortunately, you know, I was with Bethany one time and she got a board to her leg and it looked like a small grenade went off on her leg and I had to put pressure on it and, you know, and it's real deal and things are happening and, uh, and, uh, you know, thank God I kind of paid attention to my dad. He's a surgeon. So he'd always be like, Hey man, this is kind of what you need to do or this or that. And, and I kind of always took that in the back of my mind. Like if my dad could do this and deal with this project, then, then I have the, uh, the knowledge and I can do this. You know what I'm saying? It's all about being in the here and now you're like, bro, you can, and, and you'll see just like a fireman, there's people that run to fires and people that run away from fires. Which one are you? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's why we're in the job that we do. And as a skater, as a motocrosser, as a surfer, you know, we're just always like, this is what we do, you know, and, th- and that's the thing It's North Shore learned about that more and more, you know, lifeguarding CPR classes they give at the, the team houses all the time, how to suture people, like stuff that. Super re- important. Survival stuff. Yeah. yeah. You learn super glue is the best stitches in the oh, world. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, we su- sewed this guy's eye up in Indonesia one time. And it was sewn just a little bit too tight or weird, and he couldn't close his eye. And you're like, bro, you cannot stay here another eight hours. You've got to start moving towards the mainland and get out of here because you will get infection in that, and you're going to lose your eye. If you can't blink, your eye's going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. and like It's gone. So, so like, time to boogie. But if we hadn't done the sutures there, then, you know, he would have been worse off, you know? Yeah. and uh, like I said, just live in that moment and live in, you know, you get a sense of power, you know, as a lifeguard here. I grew up lifeguarding here. And once you make a save, you know, you it's a high for yeah, sure. Don't kid yourself. No, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Shit. I puke. I pretty much puke all the time because you're so high from the adrenaline rush and, and what just happened and such. And uh, and then you're like, man, it feels good. You're like, shit. That, like I have this girl. Surviving. Like, yeah, I think now that you bring it up, one of the gnarliest times was in Guatemala. I was there chasing, you know, a, a breakup, a terrible breakup, and just trying to find myself again. And I was just went to Guatemala, dude, by myself. You have a lot of <laughs> shit happening in your life due to women, bro. It's like Sid. this is an episode. You're either in or out. Eleven. Him and every other empire. Yeah. <laughs> you look Rome? at it. You like... want to talk about Rome? Okay. <laughs> okay. It's like John's like. So there I was, and then an ex. <laughs> no, I'm just te- I'm teasing you, brother. No, no. Oh, and their ex is for a reason. Their Maybe they couldn't for... hang. Oh, exactly. My ex Maybe they don't love it as text. much as I do. Bro, I'm 39. I've yeah. gone through so many exes, dude. They yeah. can't handle. 
handle. It's well, hard to find a woman to handle this lifestyle. Sure, it's totally. funny. It's funny you say that because you know, obviously, I gravitated more deeply into surfing through a tragic event. So whether it's a girlfriend or a dad or a grandpa or somebody passing away, I feel that the sport when you know you have it kind of gives you that gives like, you focus it's a painkiller oh yeah 100% well it's you know something to throw your body it's, into there's, I, I think everybody in this world should take a walkabout a mm-hmm. good long walkabout with yourself I agree with you find out who you are what you're made of what you're scared of mm-hmm. you know and then uh, you face those fears and just get after it you know and so I went to uh <laughs> I went to, you know, Guatemala and, and like I said, I, I was like, man, Lord, what am I doing with my life? What's happening? And uh, I was surfing this one pretty gnarly break. It's kind of like we talked about when Packeroo is being made and it, one jetty was super really long and one short. And so the wave is popping off this one short one and then off to the right. But there's a swill in the middle. Me and this Guatemalan dude. And like I said, I went to these places because I wanted to see them. You yeah, know, like shit. I want to know what Guatemala is. What does it look like? What's yeah. it look like? I, I, my what are buddy, people like? Like everything. Yeah, and you know we have coconut hey, coconut wires between photographers, and we talk and be like, "Hey man, you got to go to this place. This place is bitching," or like the girls here, uh, or are the awesome. hookers. Like you knew where those hooker places were. It's crazy. Like the underworld of <laughs> Costa Rica, not, dude, right, the flo- four but, floors in <laughs> Singapore, like. <laughs> The Tika <laughs> bars. Totally. All, oh, that yeah, all that shit. <laughs> There's a clay pot with blue bonnet monkey, flowers. The monkey oh. bar in Costa Rica. You're like, what oh, monkey bar? Like, oh. How pirate are you? Yeah. You know, like, you're living on boats. You're- so through all this craziness, you're ending up with a Guatemala guy in the lineup. In the like, lineup. He's a bodyboarder. He didn't speak. That's the beauty. Like, when you go to China or when we went to Guatemala, they've never seen a white dude. Oh, or they've yeah. never spoken English. They don't know English. So, and my Spanish is decent, Shit. but yeah. Masa minos. Shit, masa minos. And that's <laughs> not asking for bait. I don't even know what the he, fuck that means. He's, how a, to say he's asking for bait in a freshwater bait that's shop. Like, <laughs> masa minos. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, are these dudes ordering bait? I'm like, I don't. Water dogs. That's our, that's our new t shirt. Masa minos. <laughs> masa minos. <laughs> I like it. It sounds about <laughs> Whatever it means, but let's yeah. do it. And so. So, like, my point being is my my world felt like it was crashing down around me. I went to go and still do my job just, like, because that's what keeps me yeah. sane. That keeps you going. And, and you know, I asked the Lord, like, you know, and I've seen, you know, start talking to higher powers once you see life and, like, shit. You, you could die. And, you know, like, so anyway, this is my perspective. And so I'm like, Lord, what am I doing? Why am I supposed to be here, you know? And you're, you're kind of pondering life right well that day all of a sudden i heard in spanish i mean in english help and we were out in the water You're the man. yeah by ourselves me and this other dude just surfing and my friend Luz, who ran the guatemalan surf magazine yeah. who, who flew me there You're to, the man. You're the to man. shoot photos of me and so all of a sudden i look at the bodyboard he looks at me like what the shit and then we look over and there's a girl and she had paddled out through the jetty Hit the massive wave, which is like gnarly. You're not supposed to surf it because the rip is it, it's yeah. bad. It's yeah, very, it's 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 it vigorous. Yeah, it'll drown you. Right, it's just constantly like Rah. her leash had snapped, her board's gone, and all I saw was her calling for help. 
So I looked at the body border and we just started gunning it, dude. Like, and then this huge wave came and he ate shit, you know, with the wave and I kept going and I got to her first and I threw her on my board and we just started swimming against this current and shit. And then, uh, it took us 45 minutes, 40 minutes or so, I think to get her in. Heck, you know, five minutes of just an adrenaline situation. Yeah, yeah it's a car wreck, a, a, yeah. you know, fender bender, or, you know, you got just something out of the ordinary. You know, it, it, it's intense. It's intense. So it's you're intense. talking about a long time then. A long yeah, time. You're, you're, you're a lot of adrenaline. And ain't pumping. nobody coming, dude. Nah, you're <laughs> in the no middle coming, of it. That's like sitting there with an EpiPen and just hitting yourself that, in the thigh every shit. two seconds. Yeah, totally. And so we finally got her in, thank God. And. You know, same thing, you know, I, I just sit there and you kind of puke every now and then. <laughs> you're just like fired up. You're like, Jesus Christ. And, and that's why I was supposed to be in Guatemala. There you wow. Go. Yeah, because you saved that girl. Uh-huh. And me and her are still friends. And she was like 16 when we, were, we met. And no we're still shit. friends. And every time I see her on Facebook, like birthday, I'm like. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've grown to like oh, really yeah. like shit. And she's uh, this beautiful young lady now. And she's like uh, a belly dancer and, and salsa dancer. And like, so I've gotten to see this person grow up and just like, wow, that's, that's why I was supposed to be in Guatemala. Well, it's crazy because we've seen you talk about your early experiences here on the uh, coastal bend, the wild bend. And then you're traveling around in the imagination mm-hmm. that we're describing now in all of where you have been. Everything to this point, how do you feel like it shaped you the most? Like what 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 do you think was the best and the worst experience? Well, you know, uh I think the loneliness is the worst. Right, uh, yeah, I agree. You I know, agree with that. That's you such know, that you hit the nail on the head, right? Yeah, now. I, like getting like, to go everywhere, but you're missing Thanksgiving. I didn't yeah. have my best friend with me. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have. Like I said, there's many times, and I'd be going in between ports and waiting for trips to happen, and like, oh, you know, uh, he's asking you if you want another beer, Marcus. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> About to polish off my six modelos. We don't have yeah. to be that pro here and here. <laughs> <laughs> like whispering hand yeah. signals. It's like, pss, 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 grab me another beer. Motherfucker. Dude, get the dude a beer, man. You're distracting me. <laughs> Sounds like I'm trying to speak, motherfucker. Well, I mean, we've been, hey, look, we've been through a lot of intense moments yeah. in this conversation. Hell yeah, we have. I feel like everybody's on the edge of their seats because we want to learn about what the day in the life of, you know, being the wild been in the, you know, growing up traveling whether you're coming here going there it's been really enlightening well i appreciate the opportunity and the questions and uh, and it's a great reflection on what i've done and makes me feel good sure you know which is always a good thing it's not like an ego trip it's not an ego trip but like yeah think about it like we each one of us brings something different to the table and our listeners listen to us and they enjoy what we have to say but they might know who I am and they don't know who you are as John. Or sure. They don't know who Stefan is or they follow Stefan and they're like, oh, wow, there's these other guys out there doing the same thing that we kind of are passionate about. And it's really great. I mean, I think that's a really good thing. Well, it's. Earl Russell wants to ask a question. So all right, all right. The, mic to yeah. bro- the Bears getting the seems like we're ending that way. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I left when right out of high school um, and tried to stay away and obviously you did too so what was it 
because I'm sure I had to think about this too. What was it that made you decide to come home and Ooh. move back and kind of transition from your life somewhere else to living back in Corpus? Amor. That's a good question, Beer. All of us have left here and come back. Well, I got this proposition to be on the wild band and had a because we make so much we make so much money from this podcast. Talk shit and get paid and drink beers. (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, I think that's a great question. There's a lot of factors that came involved. Uh, You know, I got injured on the North Shore. I tore my rotator cuff for the third time. And that kind of really set me back a bit. But I'd already had a, 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 you know, I love the girls at the art center downtown here. And I'd already booked an art show here. And so I happened to tear my arm out. Uh, A lot of my clients at the time, because of the magazines were dropping out. I lost a lot of my like main clients, which is, which is fine. You go through clients all the time. Uh, but just three at the same time. And then my 40th birthday and this is, you know, like, geez, man, this is <laughs> so anywho, I came home and that, traveling the whole world. That's what I kind of, and we're talking about like, what's the best, what's the worst things? Like I realized that family's number one, they're always going to be there for you. Uh, you know, I have great friends all around the world that we will we, we'll go out on a limb for each other and, you know, do CPR on each other if that's what happens, you know, but, uh, you know, family's number one. I wanted to help out and pass on, uh, you know, the hunting and fishing that I was taught. And I love Texas like no other. I mean, I've been all over the world and that's why I kind of came up with that Aloha y'all thing. It was kind of the beauty of what I loved in Hawaii and then what I loved in Texas. And I love hunting and fishing. I love being out in the woods. I love being alone. Um, and so it just kind of all made sense. And, uh, you know, I want to hang out, make sure my dad has a great time and uh, take him as hunting and fishing as much as I can. And I just spend that time, you know, once it's gone, it ain't there and you can't get it back, you know. Yeah, time is one thing you can never get no, back. No, no, totally. Like, and I'll see my friends again. We'll drink beers and, and rage again. So you say that, but like all of us lose friends on a daily basis. Like, daily. So. It's like you see a guy like one week and the next week they're gone from well, that's a wave what, or a car accident, yeah, exactly. motorcycle accident. So exactly. So and we've all dealt and make what we've done ten episodes and how many friends have we lost? Sure. In ten episodes yeah, of the podcast. Episodes, so. And I'm not being negative here, but yeah. I'm, I'm being real. Well, like, I always life say is short. you're only given a day, never promise tomorrow. Never Correct. promise tomorrow. Yeah. So let's wrap that all into one package. And my good friend Seth Stone, Colonel Seth Stone, he's passed away now. He was the most decorated Navy SEAL. And uh, he passed away. But he came back. It's, it's a crazy story. That's a whole other podcast in itself. Not about me, but just life. We weren't even supposed to hang out. Here's a very disciplined Navy SEAL and then myself. Yeah, absolutely. And here we are palling around, becoming best friends and stuff of that nature. And uh, and he was juggling lots of projects and being in Afghanistan and all, and all the, the jobs he's done. And, uh, and so I was on this one job with him and Jocko before he went to a job. And I knew what he was going to go do, you know, like it's top secret and shit, but I knew what they were going to go do and what they were getting after. And, and so we made it a point to say, I love you, man. Like shit, two grown ass men telling you, like I said, in Hawaii, two warriors, 
aloha is the ha, the the, the, sh- yeah. the breath of life. And so two warriors put their heads face nose to nose together, and you share a breath because no ego can ex- live between between, that. between yeah. that space. And so when you share that breath, that's what the aloha is. Aloha, yeah. And yeah. so. Um, and that's what these warriors were, you know, and that, you know, they'd, they'd been warriors for so long, like I said, and I never knew if I were ever going to see Seth again. So it made sure. And so I, I started telling him, like, I seriously, love I love you, man. Like, I love you. And no, but you need to say that as men. Like, that's yeah. the thing is men don't say, like, I no. love you enough and we don't hug each other. Enough. No. And that's and, like a huge and thing. And these are killers. These dudes are, yeah. are professional killers. And so for them... And that's what I'm saying. I think we were supposed to be together and hang out for that same yin yang balance and bring each other. Like, so I tell that to all my friends, like, because Lord knows, man, shit, you know, if we don't, you know, tomorrow's never guaranteed. And, and boy, you know, what if you didn't say it? Yeah, or exactly. what if you were in a fight? I love you, John. I love you. I love you guys. I love you, Bear. No, but Bear can attest to this. Like, not yeah. to interrupt your story, but like me and Bear were, we grew up together. We were in high school together. And then we were both corpsmen to go with the Marines. And while he's at Coronado doing shit, I'm at California with a, in like a grunt unit. Dude, right before I went to Iraq, the same thing. Like, Russell wasn't going to Iraq with the same unit I was, or it was, like, different timing. And he, he's done some deployment stuff, and we had this, like, bond, like, where he came out to my house. I was married at the time. He came out to my house. We had this, like, same thing. Maybe not heads together kind of deal, but the same kind of, like, hey, sure. like, good luck, warrior. Like, I love you, brother. Yeah. It was, like, said. Yeah, Like, exactly. dude, do you not disagree? Like, did we not have that? Like, And you yeah, get absolutely. more energy. Absolutely. You get it, more energy from He gave me a pair of these, like, bulletproof Kosas or Oakleys that only, like, the yeah. Navy SEALs got. And you're, like, I felt like I was fucking super cool. Yeah. But that's that's a fact. Like, and then you're carrying those with you out in the field. Exactly, so you're carrying that energy in person with you. You're yeah. carrying exactly, and, totally. and I'll never forget it's, that. Like, it was one of the moments feeling. I had. As a, you had a moment right before you did something that was just like unfathomable, which is like a wartime situation. And right beforehand, you had a buddy that was there, like with you growing up, and it, it just meant something. And and I know it's not the same. It's like it's no, a weird no, relationship. It, it, it is, but it is. But it's like a it's a. I can relate to that experience, and I think that's mad. Well, super cool. Well, that's the point of being a warrior, I think. You know, and I, I might be stepping out of line for any. There's no stepping out of any, line. Any big, you know, people who have done time and 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 big projects like that. But uh, you know, if you the don't love. if you don't come back with that and you don't have that, then you you cross that line. Yeah. And then Seth and I had this discussion all the time: the difference between people and humans. Yeah. There you go. And yeah, you're that's like, true, cool. Though. I'm over this human. But that person, I need to go and talk to him. You know what I'm saying? And and there's people. There's the prisons are crowded, full of humans. Yeah. yeah. And those are the humans. You know, they're so, not. So this this whole this whole day today would sum up being human, understanding love. The wild then brought you back to what you know is love, the most natural. Sure organic feeling yeah. of love that really draws you like a warm summer day in the sun beating down your skin where you just feel just tickly all over shit yeah that's what it's about right now bro you don't think fucking brad and i talk about this all the time <laughs> the dude's a wizard for a reason bro yeah, <laughs> so pretty much love is is summed up the whole game yeah and i love being home man i cannot beat it there like you I, go. and i've learned so much and i'm learning every day still you know 
Hell yeah, man. So, yeah, man. man I'm so stoked to have this yeah. podcast with you guys. Thank like, you, man. <laughs> like, no, yeah, but it's, it's always nice, man. Like, John, like I said, growing up, like, you're a big inspiration on, like, my teenage years. Like, seeing what you did as a, a Texan in the surf community, I was a big longboard. I was not, like, I had a shortboard. I sucked at it. Just a longboard, and then I ended up kind of switching. Like all my friends were surfers, and I went to the photography side of it. And I, I think it's really interesting to hear your side of it. Um, man, I, I'm just stoked right now to be in here. I'm sure Stefan. I, I have a lot to say. Yeah. What in my Q and A, I'll describe about my experience with John. But I, I really did watch a lot of his stuff, and he's brought a lot of talent to Texas and inspired us all. And yeah. paved the way for some of us young guys and i think that's the most encouraging thing is to continue to be a mentor and pave the way an ambassador of each and every sport and yeah. and a motivator and and just keep sharing the love of everything because honestly we have so much negativity in this world and, and and our jobs are to continue to inspire people with all of our knowledge and stories mm-hmm. And then the camaraderie yeah, as well. And good energy. Yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. And that's, it's not an ego trip. It's not about me. It was about everybody else. Yeah. yeah and I don't you know, mean that yeah. to like pump over you. No, like, no, dude, no. But like you, like, man, seriously, like as us like surfers growing up here as a kid, like we all knew who John Steele was. And it's super crazy. Like to think, dude, I have a, I'm a fucking podcast with you, bro. <laughs> like, I'm such a, like, fishing bum, oh, like, ex-surfer bum. I'm and, like, up. I'm, I'm, I have a podcast with a dude that you're, it's weird, man. Like, I don't know how to, do, it's not, like, trying to be weird, but it's fucking <laughs> weird. Ah, no, 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 become friends, too, though. No, like, there's one great. time that I was editing photos and uh, took a self-portrait and there's, you know, you'd get these tear sheets back from, before the magazine when I was doing the women's magazine and there's just, like, piles and piles of bikini photos everywhere and I'm just like yes <laughs> <laughs> this is my job <laughs> yeah, I get paid for this You're like yes yeah, well so awesome fun. man well I'm stoked we were able to do this Q&A and uh Looking forward to the next one. We got yeah. Stefan on the chopping block next. Can't wait to turn the table. Yeah, man. turn the table. I, I really well. appreciate it, y'all. And that's wonderful. And like you said, it's great memories. It fires me up again for the next week. And like you said, it makes me want to pull my camera out and get some next surf shots. Come on. I yeah, like the way you're thinking. Well, yeah. Marcus and John, I really appreciate this moment. And I just want to encourage all of you guys to follow us on Instagram. We'll drop the Instagram ha- handles. And you can find us on rightoncorpus.com. Uh, Almost stumbled there. <laughs> rightoncorpus.com, Spotify, and also Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Check us out. I guarantee you won't find a dull moment with these guys. I know that I love them. They're my brothers. And we're just here to tell a little story and and inspire those who are around us and it's been an amazing evening yeah hell yeah man thanks, thanks gentlemen that was, a, that was a great way to finish <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. respect, respect. Hell yeah. Yeah.